What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to let you know real quick that the Hyperfocus Masterclass is officially live. We put a ton of time and energy into this project, and based on all the positive feedback so far that we've received from students, it's it's, it's pretty awesome. Seriously, we're, we're really psyched on how it all turned out. If you're interested in learning all the habits, rituals, routines, systems, processes, frameworks, and more that you know help me turn my ADHD into a superpower to get out of massive debt and build a $70 million real estate portfolio over the past 10 years, then you're definitely going to want to head over to beyondtheapex.com backslash hyperfocus and check it out. All right. Let's get to the show. About a month ago, I crawled out of my Minnesota cocoon. I opened the silo door and I stepped out of our echo chamber and I went to a national level conference in Salt Lake City um, that's all around real estate and investing. It's called the Best Ever Conference. Now, I used to go to these types of events far more frequently when I was first starting in real estate and trying to establish relationships and a network. But in recent years, I've been going to, to fewer and fewer just because the the quality of relationships that you're going to make um, at these events when you're a little bit further along the road as I am um, becomes a little bit less because a lot of the players that I want to know, I already know, like the guys who've been doing the guys and gals that have been doing this for a while and like that are operating on the next level. I already kind of know those people. So there's not a lot of like utility in going to these events unless we're setting up a booth, trying to attract investors or, you know, students or something like that. And not to say that there's not a ton of value in these events, though, which is something I was reminded of um, at this event. Now, the reason I went is because I was speaking on stage. And that's kind of like my new litmus test that says, hey, should I, if I, the only reason I go to a conference anymore is if I'm presenting in, in some kind of meaningful capacity. Otherwise, it's just not really worth the time and energy, or so I thought. Now, at this event, the best ever conference, um, I, I took something away from this that I, I had forgotten that these events can provide which is a perspective, a perspective on what's going on in the world at large outside of your little silo. Because for those that don't know like how our company Invictus operates, we're very insular. We focus only in our backyard of the Twin Cities. We're vertically integrated with our own property management in-house. So we buy these apartment buildings and then we are the ones that lease it out, or rather our team is. And so we don't really work with a ton of operators. We don't work in other markets or anything like that. So we're just very nose to the grindstone focused in our own backyard. And that's that's good because it's good to stay in your lane and stay hyper-focused. But at times, it's good to also pull back and get the 50,000-foot view so you can see what's happening macroeconomically, see what other operators are experiencing in their markets. And when you're not present with people and actually talking about how their operations are going or like what's happening in their market. You rely just on reports and data and that that can be one side of the picture, but it can be so out of context sometimes. And I find that actually talking to boots on the ground operators in those markets can give you just some insight and perspective that you could never get from reading an annual report or a quarterly report about, hey, what's happening in this market? So all that's to say is like, there is some benefit to going to these conferences, to networking events. If you're brand new, and this isn't just real estate, mind you, this isn't just investing, this is entrepreneurship. If you're in a particular industry, like the fitness industry, the healthcare industry, the marketing industry, like there are countless events going on each year that you could go to. I think they can provide a ton of value, especially when you're starting out, you're trying to get relationships or you're just trying to um, expose yourself to as many viewpoints as possible. Conferences are a great way to do that. As you start to progress into your career, you start to get more traction, become more known within your industry. The value of those events tends to go down a little bit because 
you tend to have people that you can call, you can talk to, you can keep your finger on the pulse. Um, but because we're kind of unique in that we only focus in one particular tiny little market where not a lot of people are um, operating, we don't have a lot of people to bounce ideas off of or to hear what's happening outside of our silo. So going to that event, the best ever, one of the things that was really fascinating to me was hearing from so many people, so many investors, so many operators that there was already a lot of turmoil in the real estate investment market. Now, for us, we we've been we've been performing as expected. Like inflation and interest rates have, you know, changed the paradigm of our operations and our expense ratios have been higher than expected, but still our assets are performing. We're still making cash flow distributions every quarter to our investors. And so from our perspective, things have been pretty been good. Like we didn't really think that there was a ton of blood in the street yet. But in talking to investors at this event, one of the recurring themes was this kind of doom and gloom perspective because there were already so many operators having to make capital calls. So if you're not familiar with investing or with private placements of this this type, a capital call is when you, you know, you invest into a deal. Let's say you put $50,000 into one of our deals, into an apartment building, and then maybe two years down the road, we run out of money because we didn't... Um, uh, budget properly for expenses. We thought rent or revenue was going to con- continue increasing at a rate at which it didn't. And so we run out of money and we're left with one of two options. You can either give the the, the property back to the bank and file bankruptcy, or um, you can go back to the investors and do a capital call where everybody gets the opportunity to put more money into the, the project to try and save it. And that's fairly common in particular asset classes. Like when you're looking at tech startups, they have multiple rounds of funding. So that's kind of like a capital call provision in sort in a way. Um, but in real estate in the last few years, it's been less and less prevalent. And so hearing that people were having to make a lot of capital calls recently was very surprising in, in not just capital calls, but capital calls in very, very hot popular cities and markets that people had looked at and said, that's a very strong place to be investing. And, now they're finding themselves in trouble. And a lot of that is due to, I think, operational inexperience. And that's this is the, the message, this is the lesson for everybody um, you know, listening to the podcast right now, even if you're not in real estate or whatever, is that as we go into whatever this next market cycle brings, whether that's a recession or back into a bull market, I, I don't believe there's such a thing as a good or a bad market. I think there's only the right or wrong market given your skills, your resources, and your business plan. And your business plan can be good, your resources can be great, but if your skills aren't up to snuff as actual operators, as your ability to execute the game plan, then you're going to struggle. And so I believe that during recessions, that's the time to really focus on the fundamentals of operations and execution. So if you're listening to this, that means getting really, really um, into the weeds with your expenses and making sure that you're not carrying more overhead than is strictly necessary. That could be in the form of labor. That could be in the form of um, utilities, it could be taxes, could be insurance or whatever. Maybe don't cut down insurance because insurance is always a good thing to have. But you, you look ruthlessly at your, your expense lines and you start to say, where can we trim back? You don't want to cut back so far that you're now not growing or able to sustain your level of quality um, experience for your customers. But that's probably the first thing to look at because one of the most impactful lessons I was I was taught at the beginning of my career uh, as an entrepreneur was that a dollar saved is worth more than a dollar earned because the dollar earned is always on a margin. And so you think about a dollar of revenue coming in. If I sell this widget, this pen for a dollar, but it took me 50 cents to make the pen to, to, to distribute and uh, send you the pen, then I only get to keep 50 cents, 
right? So 50 cents goes towards my expenses. You paid a dollar. So I got 50 cents of profit. So for every dollar of revenue, I, I only get to keep a portion of it. Whereas if I can cut a dollar of expenses, if I can cut you know, a dollar of how much it makes to, to make this each time, then that is just straight to the bottom line every single time. So in this example where it's a 50% margin, the value of a dollar saved is twice as valuable as that of a dollar earned. And so instead of focusing on increasing revenue, which is important, but in, re- in recessionary environments, that can be very difficult. Instead of focusing on that, focus on the expenses, that's not a great long-term strategy for growth and scaling, but during the times where it gets rough and frothy, that's the game plan. So I wanted to share that with you guys, my experience going to this event, kind of getting out of the silos, seeing some new perspectives, just kind of being awakened to like what's happening out there in the world. And hopefully I, uh, this brought you a little bit of value. If you're an entrepreneur with a business, maybe this gave you uh, another lens through which to think about how to to navigate these these troubling times and uh, so that you can come out the other side Um unscathed or relatively unscathed or maybe just beaten, but not um, broken. So I hope you guys got some value out of this. As always, I appreciate you being here. I'll see you tomorrow in the next episode. But until then, stay hyper-focused, my friend. Hey, real quick, guys. I don't know if you know this, but each week I put together an exclusive newsletter for our subscribers that covers things like uh, entrepreneurship, investing, wealth building, productivity, and personal development. Also, you get some pretty cool behind-the-scenes content that the rest of the world just will never get to see. So if you're interested in joining us, get over to beyondtheapex.com slash newsletter to join the tens of thousands of other subscribers getting their weekly five to thrive. All right, let's get into the